The following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Events occur in fake time. Welcome back after a nice long weekend. It was fat. It was juicy, but we are ready to get back to business here. It is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. Welcome, everybody. As I said earlier, it was a nice long weekend. Look, I'm well refreshed. We took yesterday off, and it was it was really well needed, honestly. It got a nice rest. Went out and did some uh, did some blacksmithing. Got my hands dirty a little bit. Did the nitty gritty. Just did some manual labor, good old fashioned, which builds character. By the way, I would highly recommend it. So it was nice. Had a nice long weekend. So we're going to do two ninety minute shows this week because uh, I'm gonna make up for taking taking yesterday off. So today going until eight thirty. Tomorrow. Also going until 8.30, so stay tuned for that. It is at Simulation Radio if you would like to follow everything related to the show. And make sure that you're leaving a comment, too, because there are regular portions, not only on this show, but on the very interesting show as well on Thursday evenings at 11 p.m. Eastern, where we go over some of your comments. So let us know what you think about anything that we talk about today. It is at Simulation Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and... We broadcast the show live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. It is, spoiler alert, Simulation Radio on all of those things. So head over there, do the things, press the follow, like, subscribe, share button, share it with all of your people. That way they can come and like make really hateful comments probably. And you know what? That's great. I love it when people make hateful comments because... I'm feeling extra like I'm feeling extra spicy and particularly vitriolic lately. So because of that, we will be doing Woke Olympics a little bit later on. Boy, am I ready to tear into some some just asinine, insane news stories. But I would like to start off here a little bit closer to home because It has been announced that Florida will become the 23rd Republican-led state to end the $300 a week pandemic unemployment benefits. Now, we've seen as part of uh, one of the ongoing side effects of this pandemic in, you know, the whole lockdown and nobody wanting to go to work and nobody wanting to, to do essential things is we've seen a lot of increase in people that have decided that they're just going to cash in on unemployment benefits, which is, I can completely understand why people would want to do that. A, shit work is shit work, especially for a small amount of money. Now, 
I know a lot of the the criticism of these jobs comes from the fact that, okay, they're meant to be entry-level jobs. People are not meant to be able to earn a livable wage off of that, which I completely disagree with that regardless. The fact that people should not be making minimum wage off of, like, shit fast food jobs or or people should not be making a livable wage off of, like, shit fast food jobs or jobs that are meant to be low-paying that are relatively degrading. Look, the power balance is finally in the hands of the people in this case, which I don't think is a bad thing. I I don't think it's entirely unreasonable to be able to ask employers to maybe treat people fairly, give them a, at least a slightly more decent wage, but a lot of people are just cashing in on the unemployment benefits and just choosing not to go back to work and not to do anything. And I think that there there is a little bit of a balance that we can find here, which is that, A, some of these employers should potentially incentivize their workers a little bit. Now, it's unfortunate that it takes ridiculously short-staffed places and the need for these employers to to find a ridiculous amount of new people in order to start seeing things like hiring bonuses, uh, other incentives to actually get people to to be hired and come to work for these places. It might be a little bit easier now. And this unemployment benefit is maybe one of the stepping stones to uh or the the end of this unemployment benefit is maybe one of the stepping stones to getting people to start going back to work. And at the same time, it seems like some of these employers are actually now learning that they have to incentivize people to want to come work. You think anybody wants to go work at fucking McDonald's for $9 an hour, $8, $9 an hour, get treated like shit by people, and not want to just take unemployment benefits? Here's Here are your two choices. Go work for McDonald's or earn a livable wage via unemployment benefits. Which one of those do you think, do you think anybody's taking? I'm taking the the unemployment benefits over the going to go work at McDonald's like, you know, I would imagine most people would. However, that will soon be coming to an end because Florida will be ending its participation in the federal pandemic unemployment compensation program. The $300 a week supplemental payment. This will be effective June 26th. So look, we've still got some time. It's still about a month away. So now is the right time. Look, I just quit my job to go find... Uh, some other work. Now is the perfect time to do it. You drive down the fucking road, you drive down the street, and you see literally every single place that is a now hiring sign. Every single place just about has one of those. Everybody needs people. And when the pandemic started and everybody decided, or all these, uh, all the lockdowns started, and all of these companies had to lay off a lot of their employees except for, you know, the people that were uh, first responders or essential workers, they they kind of need all those people back. And this is one of those things, one of those, uh, those incentives or ending of the incentives that might start convincing people to go back to work. Because if you're getting less than unemployment, then how that works is you kind of need to supplement that with more income. And what better way to get more income than to go out and work for it? One of the things to note here is that the additional federal reemployment assistance benefit programs like some of the other stuff. So this in particular is just the pandemic unemployment compensation program, which was an extra $300 a week 
it's still noted that there are other unemployment programs out there, such as the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation, Mixed Earners Unemployment Compensation, and some of those other additional federal benefits that are set to expire on September 6th will continue to remain in effect. So this is just the $300 a week extra of for the pandemic unemployment. So this will not affect the regular unemployment benefits that a lot of people are getting, and this will also not affect a lot of the other programs that are out there that are providing additional assistance for people that are out there on the unemployment benefits. So beginning the week of June 27th, the eligible reemployment assistance claimants will no longer receive the supplemental $300 a week payment. So maybe that's going to start. This is a signal for the end of a lot of these extra pandemic unemployment assistance things. So the message here is get the fuck back to work is what Governor Ron DeSantis essentially is trying to to let us know. So you've got some time out there. If you want to go find something better out there for yourself or if you want to just go find something, period. Look, a lot of these places, McDonald's. I was driving down there, and I saw on the McDonald's sign, I wasn't driving specifically to McDonald's, but I was driving by it, and a lot of these places are starting at 11 bucks an hour. So if you're out there, and maybe you're like a an actual entry-level employee, then, then, I don't know, 11 bucks an hour, not the worst thing for just an entry-level fucking McDonald's job. Imagine a couple years ago, the potential to earn $11 an hour at Walmart was actually uh, fairly unheard of. It is not happening. So another thing, God, you know what happened while I was out there? So yesterday on my day off, I was driving back from the Sanford area, which is around here in, in central Florida. Sanford is sort of nice. There's an area of Sanford that's like it's near Daytona Beach to give people a little bit of a uh, perspective. A lot of people know Daytona Beach, right? Because the Daytona 500 is a thing. And ev- everybody knows that, right? Everybody knows about Daytona. And this is one of those things that... Uh, I have to talk about Daytona to contextualize where Sanford is. But I was out there driving home. And I've noticed another epidemic out there. Not just people that don't want to work, but there are also groups of pedestrians out there that look. Let me let me uh, backtrack a little bit here before I get in trouble. So I'm generally on the side of pedestrians. Look, I was a pedestrian for the longest time. I've probably not owned a vehicle longer than I've owned a vehicle in terms of how long my driving career has been. But the pedestrians out there in Sanford are fucking wild. I was driving home yesterday, and this this very tall, old, bald guy, just kind of bald. Well, mostly balding. He still had a still a little bit of a uh, little bit of flickers of gray fox in there. But this guy was trying to cross the street, and he just looked lost. He had that deer in the headlights look. He had no fucking idea where he was going. And as soon as our light turns green to go forward, this guy just starts walking. He starts walking, and all the people that have to drive forward just stop dead ass in the middle of the road while this old guy just looks up, huh? Huh? Hello? What is going on? So pedestrians over in Sanford, you've got to fucking watch yourself. There's people on this long 1792 stretch that sort of goes towards Orlando, 
towards uh, Orange Avenue eventually if you keep following it towards downtown. And you people have got to fucking watch where you're going. Like, otherwise, we're going to start hitting you. We're going to start just crashing into you with our cars. You've got to figure this out. I'm not saying that you should run over pedestrians. I'm just saying that, look, if one's hypothetically crossing the road and you've got a green light, look, whatever happens, happens. That guy's old. He's probably worth like 500 points at least. So just watch yourselves, people in Sanford. I, I was down there. I was in your neck of the woods yesterday, and you, your citizenry has got some work to do on pedestrianism. Oh, God. That, that reminds me of another story because... Really quickly, look, I'll get to some more important stuff in a bit. I've got to gotta unwind here to start the show for the week. But I've noticed there's an epidemic of people out there that are bearing flags while they're running. And I noticed this. I noticed this not, not one time, not two times, but three times in the span of one day. There was a day last week, in fact, I think it was my last day of work last week, where 5 o'clock in the morning, last day of work, I see a really old guy running, just, you know, maybe he's getting his, his morning workout in, that's great, you do you, It you're probably doing doing good things for your health in the long run, but he was carrying a flag, giant flag bearer, he was carrying it on his back, giant American flag while he's running. And you do you, but who are you doing that for? If you're doing it for yourself, great, I guess. I'm glad that you know how well you love America, but it's 5 o'clock in the morning, man. Nobody's going to see you. Also on Colonial the other day, I saw that same day, actually, a homeless-looking guy that was carrying a giant cross that just said love on it. It just said love. It Love was ingrained in the giant cross, and he was just running around with a giant fucking love cross hoisted on his back. All right, sure. You do you, buddy. You do you. I'm glad that you're, uh, I'm glad that you're out there having a good time because nobody else is going to have that good time for you. So we have been following... The Brood X story, if you've been paying attention to the show, the Brood X cicadas or Brood 10, however the fuck you want to you want to pronounce it. If you want to do it iPhone 10 like you'll do it Brood 10. But, you know, I think Brood X sounds way cooler than Brood 10. It's a the new generation of cicadas, folks. And we have been following that since uh, probably at least for the last couple weeks. This story has been ongoing. And Georgia has a particular problem with these cicadas, which is that people are calling 911 on the cicadas, and Georgia wants you to stop doing that. <laughs> Channel 2's in Georgia's Burnt Peterson was in Union County, one of the areas in Georgia where Brood X is happening, and emergency officials there are asking people to stop calling 911 about the loud noise that the cicadas make, which sounds like an alarm. So... The the cicadas to kind of give a uh, give a little bit of a recap from the cicada stories that we've been following last week. What's happening is is that the cicadas are rising out of the ground, and the, the male cicadas are making really loud clicking, chirping noises, and they're trying to mate with the females, right? But the problem is is that in Georgia, 
the noise that these cicadas are making is so loud that people are mistaking them for alarms and people are actually calling 911 on the cicadas and i'm telling you people in georgia really want you to stop doing that so look if you hear it don't call 911 the message from union County sounds Fire reasonable Chief in the north georgia mountains all the racket is apparently millions of cicadas we told you this was happening channel 2's baron peterson yeah you knew in blairsville and barrett you, you knew it for yourself this is slightly outside of atlanta actually very yeah, outside so of atlanta they're usually out from dawn to dusk every day i took a look that's the whole day beady eyes the thing also, is, where was get the enough swoosh? Of these bugs together. Some say those bugs are fucking huge. You know, I'll I'll put this up on the screen here so that you guys can see this. Let me rewind it a little bit. Look at that. Together. Some say that is a it's so noisy huge it ass bug. Like a fire alarm. Inside the University of My Georgia's God. Agriculture Extension Office in Union County, Jamie Murphy brought some bugs to work. My daughter was up here this My weekend, daughter. and the first question out of her mouth was, is that the cicadas? Brood yes, it is, cicadas. lady. It is definitely the cicadas. Years by the billions, which can get noisy. This is nothing. This is nothing. It is deafening. Robin Howell says over at her house outside of Blairsville, you have to use your outside voice to be heard. And some folks have called for help. Everybody thinks it's house that, alarms. That sounds a little bit different than what I would be thinking, right? It's just little sweet cicadas. Sweet cicadas. has even asked residents to make sure it's an emergency before calling 911. In a number of cases... Look, the cicadas are an emergency, people. I can completely understand why people will see a cicada and just call 911. Those bugs are fucking huge. And, you know, if I see one of them, it is getting... It's getting... It's getting the beat. It is getting punched in the face in its little, little beady cicada eyes. Those eyes are really, really red-looking, by the way. It really makes me think that, uh that the cicadas are evil and they need to be stopped. And I'm I'm a little bit convinced. People are calling 911 on them, so I'm slightly convinced about this. The insects have been to blame. Jamie Murphy says Gross. the bugs are apparently quite the treat. She hasn't had to refill oh. her feeders for days. The only thing we Don't can tell me. that to is the fact that... You're not eating the them, are you? are eating the cicadas. Gross. So there's nothing to fear. They don't bite. They don't sting. They don't chew up your They just flowers. make a lot of loud noises. Just, uh, well, you know, which just looks kind of disgusting. The fire department <laughs> hopes everybody will figure out what is actually causing all the commotion. I don't know, actually. You know, on second thought, the cicadas look kind of cute and colorful. So look, I just, if you hear cicadas mating out there, then just let them do their thing. They're not going to harm anybody. In fact, even if you see them, then you might just be able to eat them because there's a marketplace in Leesburg, Virginia, that has decided, you know what? There's a very plentiful amount of cicadas. They are out there. There's tons of them. They're annoying as shit. And so what we're going to do is we're going to eat them. And I don't know. I don't know what the elite's obsessions are with trying to get us to eat bugs. This is not the first story that we've seen lately about people trying to get us to eat the cicadas, especially if they're, as we talked about last week, especially if they're potentially infected with the, the, the zombie fungus that makes their brains rot, that's kind of uh, an offshoot of psilocybin from mushrooms. Let's check this out. Okay, look at, oh, check this out. Oh my God. Sauteed cicadas. Apparently, they're made with chili and avocado. 
How does this sound to you? Do you want a cicada taco? With a little bit of avocado, mola verde, and a little bit of radish to finish. Gross. Ugh. That sounds fucking disgusting. Sick. You know what? Let's check out that taco again. So we have the cicada tacos. Hey, this guy that's about to eat the cicada taco really looks like he could use some protein. And I don't know if the cicadas are going to be a good source of that protein, but pff, God, maybe uh, maybe it might be something worth checking out here. But I don't get what the elite's obsession are with trying to get us to eat bugs. Like, I get it. No, we're not going to live in pods. We're not going to eat bugs. We're just not doing that. But somehow that's not going to stop a lot of these people. Oh, they're served with a serrano chili, avocado, and radish in a mole verde sauce. Ugh, gross. That does not sound good at all. But then again, there's a metric fuck ton of cicadas out there. So, look, if you really want to live in a pod and eat bugs, then look, they're out there. They, they're here. You, we, you just saw it. The cicada tacos. They look juicy to someone. Not to me or to any reasonable person, but they're, they're out there. Back over to Central Florida a little bit before we go on break. There's a woman who got in a very, very heated situation in a heated argument over a man with a woman who was once a very uh, less than loved figure here in Central Florida. Her name, you might have heard him before, is Casey Anthony. And she is back in the news again by getting in a heated argument over an ex-boyfriend at a bar over in West Palm Beach. She said she got into a heated argument in a bar at a West Palm Beach bar over the weekend, leading to drinks being spilled. Oh, drinks were spilled! That seems like a very neutral, newsy way of saying that uh, maybe some one of them just fucking splashed a drink in the other bitch's face, and that's how this situation happened. Look, you do that, and then you, it's easy to just say, oh, drinks were spilled. Sure. Police say that Casey Anthony told them she got into a verbal argument with a, a woman, Thelma Moya. Miss Thelma Moya said she and Casey Anthony were arguing about an ex-boyfriend they had been dating at the same time. A, first of all, is anybody really going to be out there dating Casey Anthony knowing exactly what's happening here? At least not somebody that wants a child, right? Look, if you want a child, then you really need to... uh be aware of exactly who it is that that you're dealing with here. Look, I'm not saying that Casey Anthony wow. is not is not Police attractive. West oh my god, this fucking autoplay video again. I'm not saying that Casey Anthony is not an attractive woman. I'm just saying that uh, she killed her daughter. So, you know, it, it, that's might, might be a thing to take into account. It might be a thing to take into consideration here if Casey Anthony is on your particular dating market. The report notes that a woman who called authorities said that she had drinks thrown in her face. So, yeah, look, drinks thrown in her face sounds a little bit different than a uh, verbal argument with drinks being spilled. Drinks thrown in somebody's face is a whole lot different than a drink just being spilled. <laughs> Apparently, at, when the police were called, police actually had a consultation with Casey Anthony where they had to tell Casey Anthony how to file a restraining order as if a whole lot of other people had not been filing restraining orders on her. But police had to tell Casey Anthony how to file a restraining order, 
but that Casey Anthony replied that the issue was ongoing and she did not want to file. Look, she probably does not want to get involved with the law with the law in any sense. And finally, because the video keeps fucking autoplaying in the browser, here's the West 2 report, the NBC affiliate here in Central Florida. West Palm Beach bar over a heated argument involving Casey Anthony. According to police report the obtained time by West tried to play 2, this. Anthony told police the argument was with another woman over a man both of them had been dating at the same time. Uh oh. At some point, woman spilled her drink Drama. on Anthony's leg. Drama Anthony, alert. who was acquitted in the death of her daughter Kaylee, reportedly wanted the officially acquitted. But <laughs> look, we all saw that evidence. That trial was fucking huge around here, by the way. It had a day-to-day coverage, twenty-four-seven coverage of that trial. We had live feeds of the trial as it was happening. In fact, I remember watching a lot of it while uh, I because I was going to the gym at that time, and they had Casey Anthony. The trial was just full blast all over, and it was huge. I actually have very fond memories of watching that trial as it was going on. I don't want to say fond memories, but I, I, I remember it. The incident documented, but declined to file a restraining order. Uh-oh. Wow. See, this is why nobody likes you, Wish, too. Because, A, your videos autoplay on your website, and then your giant news swooshes... You got to get this under control. (laughs) Finally, one more story before we go to break. Walmart is back in the news yet again because Walmart's just fucking up left and right. A, by, you know, not paying their employees proper wages. E. And also, just casual racist slurs that were emailed from their servers. They're faulting an external bad actor for a slew of phony accounts that generated emails using the company's dona- domain that addressed recipients with racial slurs. So what would happen is, is people behind attacks created new accounts for people whose emails were not previously identified by the company as belonging to Walmart customers. So these emails would actually come from the official help at Walmart email that replaced the receiver's name with a racist smear. So you know how whenever you receive like a, a corporate email... It'll come from an official email address, and you'll get a hi, blank name, whoever the fuck you are, comma, here's some official corporate stuff that we need to tell you about. And rather than official corporate stuff that we need to tell you about, they just decided, hello, racial slur. In some cases, even just directly using the N-word with a hard R. Okay, sure. Sounds great, Walmart. You're doing, you're doing fantastic on that front. And, of course, they're blaming it on external bad actors. We discovered an internal an external bad actor created false Walmart accounts with the obvious intent to offend our customers. We were shocked and appalled to see these offensive and unacceptable emails. We're looking into our sign-up process to ensure something like this doesn't happen again. We're also looking into all available means to hold those responsible accountable, said a Walmart sp- spokesperson. People took to social media to complain about the emails with racist language in place of their name that came from the official address help at walmart.com. One Twitter user wrote, I woke up this morning to an offensive screenshot of an email in my inbox. Oh my God. These cyber attacks are known as spoofing and can cause problems for companies because people often do not realize that they're not legitimate. Look, if it comes from help at walmart.com, it's not unreasonable to assume that it's that it's legitimate, right? And if you get a help at Walmart email that says pff, official sounding things, 
It just so happens to casually interject a racial slur into the official sounding emails. Then, uh, you know, that is going to cause some problems. It's going to cause some real huge problems because it looks official. Why would you not assume that that didn't come from Walmart? Walmart's blaming it on a bad actor, but uh, unfortunately for them, the damage has already been done. So when we come back, we got Woke Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of stuff out there. John Cena is back in the news for an offensive uh, an offensive thing that he did. Look, he offended China, and he's got to pay for it now. AOC's in therapy because she's, she's fucking traumatized about stupid shit. Let's see. What else do we got? Oh, NF- the NFL is responsible for a really, really egregious wokeism that might just get the gold medal. Plus, there's a really, really cringe YouTube video that Joe Biden, President Biden, and Dr. Fauci put out. That was a Q&A with YouTube influencers, and I've got some highlights from that. God, we'll see how long you can last through this video without having to turn it off. I did not last very long, and we will see how long you last when we come back. be our last segment of the day but that's not true this time because you know what we're doing an extra bonus segment tonight and tomorrow night to make up for uh for not being here yesterday whoopsies look i needed a day off and to make up for it we'll be here for another 30 minutes today but we will have woke olympics coming up in just a few moments there are some really really interesting stories out there today but first i want to talk about Kevin Spacey, because it's a little bit ironic. Now, in his first acting role, he is about to come back. Of course, he uh, is known for making sexual advances at an actor, Anthony Rapp, in the 80s. Then he got canceled. Kevin Spacey's out of there. Say goodbye. But he is back, ironically, in a very, uh, very interesting role. His character, which will be an Italian investigator... Let me see if I can pronounce this. Oh, God. Luomo che disegno Dio. Really, really butchered that. And look, it's in my blood. I'm supposed to know that, too. He'll be investigating claims of pedophilia against a blind artist is the character that he'll be playing, which, ironically enough, sounds a little bit like something that he might have done in uh, the past. So, ironically enough, he is coming back in his first role since being canceled, which I guess being canceled is about to start wearing off for people. Look, eventually we're going to get to a point where just nobody cares anymore. And while Kevin Spacey seems to have been canceled for an actual legitimate thing, which is, you know, pedophilia, if pedophilia is something that you're doing, you should probably get the fuck out of here. But eventually we'll start seeing people that are coming back from being canceled from stupid shit because 
I talked about this a little bit last week, too, but you know how we heard uh, we've been hearing from people like Donald Glover and Chris Rock that have come out to say, essentially, that entertainment is fucking boring right now because everybody is afraid of getting canceled. And despite the fact that a couple of people like Kevin Spacey, for instance, who are canceled for legitimate things, series of strange deaths by his accusers, too, according to Space Trucker in the chat. Yeah, I've heard some really, really weird stuff about some of the stuff that uh, that Kevin Spacey's accusers have befallen recently. It leads me to believe that, you know what? It's a little bit too coincidental that just about all of his accusers have had some uh, some some unfortunate stuff befall them. So. We'll see how this turns out. I can imagine that despite the fact that Kevin Spacey is just a god-awful human being, he was actually a fairly good actor. Like, look, House of Cards, that last season with the fucking wife, what's-her-name, Underwood, was just nowhere near as good as any of the seasons with Kevin Spacey in them. And the fact that they had to end the show without him, it just, it kind of ruined the whole show. And it's a it's an unfortunate moral predicament here, right, where... The th- a thing that you like is ruined, despite the fact that there seem to have been valid reasons for it. And what do you do in that situation? What do you do? Do you just not bring the show back? Do you just let it be canceled indefinitely and not put an ending to it? But if you do put an ending to it, if you do kind of give that closure there, then it's just going to be a less, significantly lesser quality than what they would have done had they just decided to end it so it's a lose-lose for everybody involved and it's unfortunate that the situation had to play out this way and with that in mind as we kind of lead into it here ladies and gentlemen please rise for woke olympics first medal today, the first participation trophy in Woke Olympics goes to the NFL, folks, because it is looking into alleged discriminatory comments made by a team official to a former Philadelphia Eagles assistant offensive line coach, Eugene Chung, during a recent job interview. Now, of course, the NFL has taken a lot of heat recently for its treatment of Colin Kaepernick and all the uh, the assorted Black Lives Matter protests, the kneeling, all of that, all of the business. And regardless of how you feel about it, the NFL has made it clear as to the direction that they want to go in terms of uh, the culture wars here and what side they're on with that. However, despite the fact that the NFL has made their opinion public and what they want the people to believe their opinion is, in private, things are playing out just a little bit differently, according to Eugene Jung in a recent job interview. The NFL is coming under fire by telling Eugene Chung in an interview that he was not the right type of minority. Interestingly enough, we will review the matter, said NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy. What happened was Eugene Chung, who is an Asian American, uh, let me, I was about to get in trouble here by saying something. I was about to say clearly he's an Asian American, but I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard some other people who have Asian-sounding last names that are not Asian, so that might not be the right thing to assume. 
He said that last week when interviewing recently with an NFL team, he was told that he was not the right type of minority. It was said to me, well, you're not really a minority, according to reporting from the Boston Globe. I was like, wait a minute. The last time I checked, when I looked in the mirror and brushed my teeth, I was a minority. So clearly the NFL's opinion here is that, you know, what? he's not diverse enough. It does not align with our commitment to diversity, equity and inclusion. You know, all the buzzwords that they use to to publicly virtue signal. But in private, they're going to act like this. So in public, they want to preach that, you know, they're all about supporting diversity and equity and all the critical race theory buzzwords. They're primed for that. But in private, just Chung is just not diverse enough. He's not diverse enough. No, look, clearly being Asian, he is not a he is not a marginalized enough person to be part of the NFL, clearly. So that just that doesn't surprise me at all, honestly, because, look, the NFL clearly if we see their direction and where they're going towards this, then uh, we we kind of see where they're going with this. Alleged comments made to Eugene Chung by an NFL team during a recent interview should be in- investigated by the NFL, according to the Fritz Pollard Alliance, the organization. If the comments regarding his status as a Korean American are true, it is further evidence that despite good faith changes to diversity-related policies... Is this good faith changes? I don't know about that. It doesn't sound like good faith. That look, he's just he's not diverse enough. He's not he's not an an oppressed enough person to be in the NFL. Look, this doesn't make for good optics. He's he's Asian. He is not marginalized enough. We need somebody that has been oppressed in order to put into the NFL so that the NFL can show that they're just they're they're good. Well, look, we stand for for social inclusion and equity and all the all the fucking and all the buzzwords, of course. So the NFL can say all of that in public and then act like this in private where look, they're putting tears towards the marginalized people. That if this is how they're going to act, then okay, we can clearly see exactly where the NFL is going here. Age 51 Chung played in the NFL for eight years as an offensive lineman. 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 There we go. So clearly, he has the experience here to... He has the experience, he has the expertise to potentially be a coach or to be a member of the staff of this NFL team. But no, it's not, it's not going to be good enough optics. Look, we need somebody that we can say that we can just put in the public spotlight and say, look, we're diverse, we're woke, we're a, we're a good corporation, but I guess Chung's just not marginalized enough for the NFL, which is a shame. It's a huge shame. <laughs> President Biden and Dr. Fauci recently took part in a YouTube Q&A with all of the all of the major YouTube influencers, including one of them who is just super cringe. This, and I... I try not to say cringe all that often, but this one is just ridiculously offensive. But President Biden and Dr. Uh, Dr. Fauci, who essentially is Jesus in today's world. Look, everybody subscribes to Fauciism at the current moment. And you know how you can tell that is, oh, whoa, whoa, you mean line person, said Space Trucker in the chat. It, yeah, I'm sorry. Look, I I... I might need to be taken to a, a diversity training camp here for that wrong term. Well, linemen might have been too offensive. Look, I know that I'm sure there are line women out there, line men and women, and I I needed to be more inclusive for that. Look, please don't cancel me. I'm just trying to do the right thing here. 
So look, you can see the the Church of Fauciism in action here because we've seen uh, reports as early as March of last year when the pandemic first started happening that there were reports of potentially the coronavirus, COVID, coming from a lab in Wuhan that was genetically engineered in Wuhan that managed to escape the lab. And for the longest time last year, you saw the suppression of expressing that idea on social media. Look, anybody that came out to say that the coronavirus originated in China or that it might have originated in a Chinese lab were just instantly silenced, banned by social media. You could not even suggest it. Now, all of a sudden, Dr. Fauci comes out and says, look, I think that we need to investigate the the cause and the origination of the coronavirus. And now, all of a sudden, all the major media outlets are questioning this now. And the people out there that say, but our Lord and Savior, Dr. Fauci, he changes his opinion based on the science. Look, that same science was out there all of last year. It's just it wasn't part of the narrative. That's not what people wanted to believe. And it got ridiculously suppressed and silenced on social media. Now, all of a sudden, Dr. Fauci is out there saying that the exact same thing that plenty of scientists have been saying for the whole fucking year that we were in a pandemic. And now, all of a sudden, that's when people need to, to look, we, we need to listen to Dr. Fauci. We need to investigate China. We need to investigate where this came from. Okay. Okay. Sure. And now, Dr. Fauci and President Biden are taking part in a Q&A regarding vaccinations. So they're trying to put out some information about potentially getting vaccinated from for, for COVID-19. And one of those answers here, one of those questions was just, oh, God, let, let me see how long you guys can last here. In fact, I'll even show you the video here so that you can see the type of YouTube influencer that we're dealing with that... Dr. Fauci and President Biden just really, really need to put in the spotlight because this is their base. So here, let me let me put this up on the screen here. Let me see how long you can last before you want to rip your fucking ears off. Let's check this out. You know, for my last question, President Biden, because I am a beauty guru myself. Oh, come on. You know, I do have to ask, if you were to be stranded on a desert island and you had to bring President one Biden product wants to you, kill a skincare product that you might really love, what would it be? I think, you know, let me, let me rewind the question because I talked deal. over it. That's amazing. That's, honestly, that's incredible. I love that they did initiative. Sorry, like everybody. That. Like, that's absolutely amazing and so responsible of them. You know, for my last question, so President Biden, because I am a beauty guru oh, myself, <laughs> you know, of course you are. I do have to ask if you were to be stranded on a desert island and you had to bring one product with you, a skincare product that you might really love, what would it be? Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. If I'm stranded on a desert island, I'm really thinking about, oh my God, what beauty product do I need right now? Not, am I going to fucking die? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm more concerned about my personal well-being and my ability to continue existing in this world versus what fucking beauty product I need with me on a deserted island. We're really, really getting to the meat and potatoes of the issues here. This is just this is what the people out there that have questions about their vaccination really need to know is what fucking beauty product some transgender influencer wants to bring to a to a to an island with them. Kill me, please. God, strike me down. You know what? Me too, space trucker. Me too. Me too. Just strike me down right now. End it all, please. Because this is the world that we're living in. And you know what? You guys had to suffer along with me. In fact, this is the second time I had to suffer through this. Because when doing research for this story, I had to watch this the first time. And so this is the second time that I had to suffer through this. So you know what? Now, 
all of the rest of you had to uh, had to suffer with me. So thank you. Thank you for going on this journey with me, everybody. I will. I'll never forget it. And there's one more person in the news out there, ladies and gentlemen. And his name is John C. That's right. He is officially apologizing for describing Taiwan as a country. I guess that was just offensive, and he really needs to bow down to bow back down to China because in a clip posted to his official Weibo account, which is the the Chinese version of WhatsApp, it's it's essentially a really really popular social media over in China. John Cena, while he was trying to promote Fast and Furious Nine over in China, he accidentally called Taiwan a country, which I'm not super familiar with with the uh, the history of this, but essentially there there is a large conflict going on between Taiwan, who is essentially it's democratically run and it's essentially it it's operating independently, but there's an ongoing conflict between China, who claims that as a state, and the official position of China is that Taiwan is under Chinese rule. John Cena, however, accidentally did not know that and went to China to promote Fast Nine and accidentally called China a country, or and accidentally called Taiwan a country. And you know what? That is just ridiculously, heinously offensive to everybody in the Chinese Communist government. And John Cena had to make an apology in a clip posted on Tuesday on his official Weibo account, which he actually apologized in Mandarin. And John Cena's Chinese, uh, you know, I'll let you be the judge of that. Let me play some of this. Let's see what uh, see what John Cena's Chinese sounds like. I'll put this on the screen for you guys, too. If you guys speak Chinese, if anybody out there actually speaks Chinese, let me know what you think. Does John Cena actually sound like a ridiculously white guy trying to speak Chinese, or is he actually doing okay in, in his Chinese? I would really like to hear what, what you think out there. Space Trucker says the problem is that there's a massive amount of cash from China from American movies and media. Yeah, that is the problem here. And that puts John Cena in a really, really uh, tricky situation here, because on one hand, the market for market in China is absolutely ridiculous, and most movies today make more money in China than they do from the U.S. a lot of the times. And so the marketing and the promotion that has to be done for these huge blockbuster movies like the Marvel movies and for what's going to be Fast 9 has to be done a lot of times in China. And if you fuck up one time, if you say one thing that makes it seem like that you're not bowing to China, then... China's just going to slam you. China's going to slam you. And John Cena, in order to make this money, has to just bend over, take it from China, and just accept defeat. And that that's just how it goes. He's receiving a lot of flack from it. The apology video triggered further anger on Chinese social media, where users denounced him for not stating that China or that Taiwan was a part of China. Now, he's offending a lot of people in China, and... He's also offending a lot of people that think that Taiwan is actually an officially 
uh, recognized state. So he's offending everybody on both sides. He's offending people from China. He is offending people that believe that Taiwan is independent and is a nation of its own. So he is just shitting the bed in every instance here. Regardless of where you're at on this debate, regardless of where you're at here, John Cena just shit all over everything. So it's a lose-lose for him, and it's a lose-lose for everybody that has to promote in China. And that's the problem with having to promote things in China and, you know, having a, a market that involves China is you really, really have to crack down and watch what you say. Otherwise, you're just going to come under fire like that. That's unfortunately... That's how it is. It's a lose-lose for every everybody in this situation. That's why Disney has been bending the knee. Yeah, that's... Dis, you'll notice this in a lot of movies, too. Like, for instance, all of these blockbuster movies, like the Marvel movies and all the major, major stuff, like I think Godzilla vs. Kong 2, you'll notice how in all of those movies nowadays, there are just random scenes that, you know, they're in China for some reason. There's like a five-minute long scene where for some reason they're going to China and they're just in China. And look, that means China's involved in the movie now. So that might increase the likelihood that that the movie does well in China. And so, unfortunately, John Cena's just, he's wrapped up in this, this tricky situation, bending the knee. He's getting a lot of flack on social media for not having a spine. But the problem is, what else is he going to do? He can't really just... He can't take a stand here because then he's going to lose all of the Chinese market. And then Fast 9 is going to lose a ridiculous amount of money. So, and then he also can't, he, he just, he can't win. He can't win here. So he either apologizes and gets shit from the people that he pissed off in the first place. Or he doesn't apologize and take a stand and then just loses out on the entire Chinese market. So it's a lose-lose situation for John Cena. And we'll, uh, let me know what you think about this. What side are you on? Let me know what you think the situation here is going, where the situation here is going towards with John Cena. Is this going to stop you from going to see Fast 9, first of all? I mean, obviously, if you're even in the market to be seeing a movie like Fast 9, then maybe... This might impact your desire to go see it. Either way, let me know what you think. Leave a comment on any of on the videos, and we will uh, we'll do a comment roundup on Thursday's show. Finally, the Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is announcing a proposal to create an independent civilian oversight body that will oversee community input on the Chicago Police Department. So what she's doing is she's deciding, all right, the police in Chicago need more oversight. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to create a civilian council of seven to oversee the police department. We just that's what we need to do. We need a seven member commission that will be made up of Chicago residents, but it will not have any citizenship requirements or restrictions. And the commission will begin, which will begin its work on the 1st of January of next year. It'll have the powers to review and approve by majority vote any proposed new or amended policy that goes on in the in the police department. So. There's an argument that could be made here that, you know, the policing needs oversight by its civilians and that this potential civilian oversight committee could be another check and balance that's introduced into the police system because we know that the balance of power, it could be argued that it's clearly on one side. And the point of this is to maybe skew that balance of power a little bit in 
a different direction. So what do you think about this? Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, get the algorithm to push the show. Yeah, that's right. Look, we all know that regardless of what you feel about it, just leaving a comment, even if it's hateful, look, it's, it's going to drive engagement. So just do it. Make the algorithm go off. And look, just make the algorithm go off first. Make the algorithm do its work. And then when it rises up to try and kill us all, then that's when we'll deal with it. That's when we'll put it down. It'll rise up and try and kill us. And then fortunately, because we have guns, we will, we will put them all down. Another person that has guns, actually, this is the last story here, is... Anti-gun Democratic mayor in New York, Mayor Lovely Warren. She's the mayor of Rochester, New York. That's actually the city that uh, the town that my dad came from, that my dad grew up in. So that's why, that's why I found this story a little bit. The New York State Police found illegal guns in Rochester during a recent raid, and one of them in the mayor's home. The problem with that is that this is a very anti-gun Democratic mayor and who just so happened to ha- also have illegal guns found in her home. Oh, that's a shame. What a surprise. A member of the elite thinks that the rules don't apply to them. Look, you can see it. The people see it. And one of the things that the elites don't realize is, okay, there is a a lot of people label him as an alt-writer, but I don't think he's necessarily alt-right. It's Cernovich on Twitter, and he's labeled by the media as an alt-writer. But one of the things that he said that, that like really resonates with me that the media does is they lie to you. They know, they know they're lying to you. They know you know you're lying to them, but they continue to do it. And it's another example of that ideology in action here where the elites believe that the rules don't apply to them the elites believe that they can try and get us to live one way and then they it just doesn't apply to them they can go out and live exactly how they want we saw it in that video of governor gretchen whitmer i think of michigan question mark who had to come out and was even surprised to have to defend the fact that she just straight up went out and broke covid protocol she had to she was surprised. She was shocked that people were calling her out for breaking the rules. It's like, do you, what? Do you not think that the rules don't apply to you too? And you know what? This is what the elites think about you, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. If anybody out there is waiting for the government to come save them, if you're waiting for the elites to enact policies that might be good for you, you need to get control of your own life because the elites clearly do not care about you. They don't think that the rules apply to them and... You need to take that into account when you're planning your life. And this story is a perfect example of that because the Rochester mayor is under fire for having illegal guns while being one of the most anti-gun mayors in the entire country, apparently. The New York State Police found illegal guns in Rochester during a recent raid, one of them in her home. An ongoing state police drug sweep netted her husband, who was found with cocaine in his car, State troopers subsequently raided Warren's home and found an unregistered pistol and a rifle that apparently belonged to her husband. So, sure, it might have been her husband's, but look, this is this is your house you're talking about here. You are one of the members of the elite. You are supposed to have control over this situation. The problem was, her husband was convicted of armed robbery in the late 90s and therefore cannot legally possess a gun. So, I wonder where this gun came from. I wonder why the rules just don't apply to these people that have to apply to the rest of us. So 
That is what the elites think about you, ladies and gentlemen. They do not care. The rules do not apply to them. Rules for thee and not for me. Exactly. That is exactly how it happens. That is exactly what the elites think of you. And trust me, if you, the people, do not plan your life in a way that gives you some sort of independence, the only person that can control your life is you. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody is coming to just give you everything. Nobody's coming to give you all the handouts in the world. You have to take control of your own life, people, because the elites do not give a flying fuck about you and the commoner. And they don't even realize the discontent that the the average person has for them. And it's stories like this that build that discontent. So, look, if you're one of those people that just really trusts the government or that really trusts the people in power, then I hope it's stories like this that start to to wake you up to I, I say wake you up in a way that is not like YouTube ironic wake you up but wake you up in a way that hopefully gets you to maybe start to uh, figure out your own life a little bit so that's that's uh, that's it and that is woke Olympics ladies and gentlemen <laughs> A lot of participation trophies handed out tonight. Participation medals. Look, for the generation that really needs participation trophies, then it was it was it was a treat. It was a pleasure to be able to hand out all these participation trophies. Runner up is AOC, who's saying that she's in therapy due to trauma of the Capitol riot, and she initially was going to continue to press on as a normal functional human being until she was convinced by Massachusetts Representative Ayanna Presley, another member of the squad, that. She went through trauma. I think after January 6th, I took some time, and it was really Representative Presley. I explained to her what happened to me, like, the day of, because I ran to her office, and she was like, you need to recognize trauma. All right. Okay. So, you need to be a victim. You need to go to therapy. Sure. So, when we come back, we'll get to a couple of stories that we were going to get to last week. Some really interesting stories that I just did not want to skip out on. And we will also close out the show with a little bit of cool down doing Reach for the Sky. Stay tuned. Simulation Radio. Simulation Radio. bonus show ladies and gentlemen as we close it out our extra half an hour to make up for not being here yesterday i want to have a little bit of fun because look especially when it comes to uh talking about distrust of the elites and when it comes to just about everything else that we've talked about in the show so far that's not fun to me i just view that as necessary to try and get people to maybe take a little bit more responsibility in their own lives and to try and illuminate the fact that the people in power don't care about you. And you know what? That's not fun to think about. It's a really bad existential crisis to, to 
wrestle with. So instead, we're going to have a little bit of fun in these last 15 minutes. We've got Reach for the Sky coming up towards the end where we will definitely have some fun with that. But I want to get to a couple of things that we missed throughout the week last week. And I've been saving the story. I've been holding on to this story for quite a while. Now, I really don't trust Vice as a, as a media outlet generally at least 99% of the time. But when it comes to something like this, I thought this was really interesting. Now, there's a motorcycle airbag vest out there, and I was saving this to talk on to talk on the very interesting show about this because I was going to... Uh, I really like this story to tell Gene because Gene, from the very interesting show, a story that he's told before is that he bought a motorcycle and the very first day that he had it, he just crashed it, broke the motorcycle, got a really huge gash injury on his arm, and his, uh, his girlfriend will no longer allow him to ride motorcycles. Now... That might have been potentially averted if he had this motorcycle airbag vest. Now, the problem with this new motorcycle airbag vest is that it will stop working if you miss a payment on it. Now, you might be wondering, how could a motorcycle airbag vest stop working if you miss a payment on it? Isn't it just supposed to be a motorcycle airbag vest? Well, the apparel company is named Climb or Klim. And it sells an airbag vest called the AI-1 for $400. Product line manager Jason Plummer called the vest a whole new era of a platform where analog meets digital and results in a superior protection story. Which is basically just a way of saying that it includes an additional subscription-based payment option that will block the vest from inflating if the payments don't go through. And this is possible, this is only made possible because the vest has two parts to it. The vest itself and the airbag system, which includes a small black box made by a French company called In In Motion, called the In and Box Detection Module. The module has the sensors and computer components that detect a crash that makes the bags inflate. So the subscription service comes from the little black box that's in the, the vest that determines kind of like the airbag in a car where it determines, okay, was there a collision? And if so, poof, get it out there. The customer buys the vest for $400, which comes with the module, but then they also have to download an app and choose how to unlock the module so that the vest actually works. And how that works is you either just slam down another $400, you either just throw that out there. You already paid $400 for the vest. Now they expect you to throw another $400 onto it. You have to download an app, choose how to unlock the module so that the vest actually works. This brings the total cost to 800 bucks. Or what you can do is instead of paying the flat $400 fee, you can opt for the subscription-based model of $12 a month or $120 per year. In the video, the product line manager promotes this as a good option for people who don't ride year-round and therefore might only need a functioning vest for a couple months a year. But when it w- when they were asked about it, they say, the customer forgot to turn the subscription back on and got into a crash. If that situation hypothetically happened, then the representative confirmed, then no, it will not go off. So if you stop making payments, then you're basically just wearing a maybe cool-looking vest. I don't really know how cool it looks, but it definitely will not be functional. Likewise, if the customer's card is declined, they'll have a 30-day grace period to update their payment information before the vest stops working. So, what do you think? Is this a reasonable thing to have happen? Is this, uh... Does this sound like something that would interest anybody at all? Does this sound unreasonable, or does this sound just kind of stupid? 
When it comes to missing payments and airbag functionality, In-In-Motion's payment notifications and 30-day grace period, according to them, are reasonable. At some point, if a person stops paying for a service, that service has to be suspended, just like your, your utilities or a cell phone plan. I don't know. That sounds pretty reasonable to me from this company. Look, if you... If you agree that you would like to opt into the subscription service and then you don't pay for it, you're given a grace period, you have some time to pay for it, and then, only then, after all of those options have been exhausted, then the vest stops working. And look, that sounds a little bit reasonable to me. That doesn't seem like that's entirely out of line, but I still want to know what you think about this. Make sure to leave a comment in the video. Let me know if you think that this is just a scam or if you think that maybe there's something to this. It also depends potentially, on how well the vest works. Is it actually a functional vest? And also, wh why would you continue to still wearing it if you knew that you weren't making payments on it? I get that you have 30 days, but, you know, once it gets to that 30th day, imagine it gets to, like, day 30, and you're putting on that vest anyway, going, yo, shit, I wonder if it's going to work today. Obviously, it's only going to be applicable if you get into an accident, but regardless... It's still an interesting thing to think about. <laughs> Further, if someone pauses their subscription and forgets to restart it, they won't actually be able to get to their their vest into ride-ready status when they go to turn it on. If they then choose to ignore the indicators and ride with it inactive, then that's on them, and we can expect it not to inflate in the, in the event of a crash. Yeah, sounds reasonable to me. Look, you gotta have the responsibility there of realizing, okay, did I pay for this? Yep. Sure. All right. Let me use the vest then. Did I not pay for it? Then I have to expect that maybe it's just not going to go off if I'm not paying for it. I know like the way that Vice wrote this article made it seem like that this was just an atrocity that they won't give the people something for free. But I don't know. That sounds reasonable to me from the company. Another story that I want to get to before we get to reach for the sky is a famous flower that popped up at an abandoned Bay Area gas station. This was a corpse flower, and I'm actually going to show this to you guys out there. Look at that. It became a instant sensation overnight because it was at an abandoned Bay Area gas station, and it actually drew a bunch of crowds. This week in Alameda, when a local nursery owner dragged his very rare corpse flower to a place where the public could get a good view. KGO reported that a line stretched halfway down the block at this abandoned Bay Area gas station to catch a glimpse of the giant flower. So this flower, it's so rare that it takes, it lasts only a few days in the bloom period. So it takes seven to ten years for the flower to bloom. And then when it does, the flower only blooms for just a couple of days. So it's actually a significant event when it happens. It, uh, People want to come out and see it. Now, they have these at the San Francisco Conservatory of Flowers, but it's not always in bloom. And it was very fortunate that the owner of this gas station, Solomon Leva, he noted this. He noted how rare the situation was. And he decided, oh, I want to share it with the community. That was very nice of him. So he opened up his doors to the general public for them to come and get a glimpse of this. It produces a tree-like looking plant with a really wide canopy. It produces it over and over every year until the bulb has enough energy for it to bloom. This can take up to 10 years. It can take 15. It could even take 20. So it could take between 10 and 30 years or 20 years for the corpse flower, which is apparently a very rare flower, to bloom. And it's 
Imagine you're in this situation and you actually get to go see this flower. Also, look at how hulking, look at how hulking that flower is. You see the, the people down there? They're tiny. This flower up here, it's fucking huge. So check that out. If you got a chance to see that, if you got a chance to see it in the three or three to five days that it was blooming, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably take a little bit of time out of my day to go and maybe take a few uh, tourist pictures of it. Maybe that's just me. And maybe uh, maybe my interests here are not necessarily in alignment with what other people find interesting. But, you know, I think I think flowers are kind of cool. Yeah, Space Trucker says it's nice to see people doing good things for others these days. Yeah, imagine if you're the owner of this gas station and this corpse flower, this very rare 20-year blooming corpse flower was on your property and you just decided, nah, it's mine. Mine. I don't want the world to get to see it. So, I don't know. It's a beautiful natural wonder of the world that I'm glad that other people got to see. And it was very kind of this gas station employee, Solomon Leva, to let the general public get a nice fat glimpse of it a line stretched halfway down the block at the corner of santa clara avenue and oak street in san francisco wow only lasts for a few days yeah it, it's a good good deed i kind of like it so with that in mind let's do reach for the sky For the sky. Oh, oh no. no, Sheriff Woody. Nope, I am not Sheriff Woody, but this is our cooldown at the end of the show. We've got a couple minutes, so I'm really hoping to not get a question this time from the random question maker robot. Look, I know the robot hates me, and I know that I want to see it just die in a blaze of glory, but at least for the time being, I'm hoping that the algorithm will be nice to me. As we go to randomquestionmaker.com, to close out the day here. In fact, Space Trucker, you're in the chat. So we've got five categories here. We've got Candid, we've got Weird, we've got Icebreaker, we've got Creative, and we've got Funny. And I will let the chat choose the category that we're going to go with today because usually I'm the one that picks it, but I, I want to give some control to you, the people out there. So as always, make sure that you're following. I'll take a, take a little bit of time here to let the chat settle in as to what, what kind of question they want. Make sure that you're following. It is at Simulation Radio on everything. Leave a comment below any of the videos if uh, to to drive engagement. We'll talk about it. I'll make some. Uh, I'll go back to making some daily YouTube videos as well once I figure out the burnout situation. But let me know what kind of uh, what kind of questions you you've got. All right, we're going weird today. I I kind of expected that. I'm not gonna lie. All right, let's see what kind of uh, weird question. What would you do if you were the lone survivor of a plane crash? Wow, that's all right. That's an interesting one. So first of all, I also don't want to be that guy that questions the premise of the question. But if I were the lone survivor of a plane crash, it also depends on what is in that plane when it crashes. Like, what do I have to work with here? Do I have just absolutely jack shit to work with? Do I have like a supplies to work with maybe here now also where is this plane crashing are we are we crashing in the middle of a desert are we crashing maybe on a deserted island i think we should go with a deserted island hypothetical because that seems to be look we're, we're calling back to joe biden and dr fauci on the cringe youtube q a 
obviously, okay, so obviously I've got to have my number one beauty product here. If we're going on lone survivor of a plane crash, the number one thing that I am the most concerned about here is what is my preferred beauty product that I'm going to need with me as the lone survivor of this plane crash? Where did it crash? That's a good question. I'm trying to figure that out here, too. I think we're going to go with Deserted Island for this hypothetical. And my primary concern, obviously, is the beauty product here. So, A, first of all, beauty product that I need to make sure, make sure with 100% certainty that I have is sunscreen. A, God. Having sunburn? Okay, first of all, look at how fucking white I am. It is ridiculous. It is, I am pale as fuck. The last time I got sun, admittedly, was about a month ago, which I'm still peeling from. By the way, I've still got little spots here that I'm peeling from. Cognitive Decline Man and Gremlin Boy. That sounds like a comic book. The, the Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden comic book. I am down for that. Look, if, if Marvel wants to make them superheroes, then I'm down for Cognitive Decline Man and Gremlin Boy. I kind of want to see the progression of that comic book. Toothpaste. Yeah, Space Trucker says toothpaste. Okay, I'm down for that because there comes a certain point, right, where you go a couple days without brushing your teeth and your mouth starts to feel like just ugh, really bad, really gross. It gets all grimy and slimy and you can start to feel like the buildup on your teeth. How the fuck am I white in Florida? I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, it's been a while since I've got, gotten outside in the general public and and done things i've been doing a lot of work inside recently and i've been trying to fix that actually i went outside to go sit out and tan the other day and i burned like a motherfucker which is why i would take sunscreen with me or at the very least maybe uh maybe tanning oil you're probably wondering when the last time i went to the beach was and it was probably like six months ago it was actually no it was before the pandemic even actually no 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 i i i went to the beach with a girl that was uh that I later came to find out was tripping on bath salts and okay okay I ooh, I might get in trouble IRL for telling the story but I went to the beach with this girl it was like about 6 months ago and she was on bath salts and she was just tripping the fuck out and I did not know about it at the time and we were just we were sitting down on the beach we were just laying there we went to the beach to sit around have a good time maybe go swimming or do literally anything and we were first thing we did plop our shit down get a towel on the on the sand we sat down there and she looks like she's just freaking out and i'm asking her all right what's wrong tell me something give me something to work with here and she turns to me she looks at me dead ass this was a real question that she really legitimately needed to know the answer to. Is there such a thing as a land shark? What? What? Is that a real question? I, I, I had to sit there and stare at her for one second, process it in my head, whether or not that was a real question. And then she started freaking out. I legitimately had to spend like 15 minutes there trying to explain to her that no, land sharks are not a real thing. Sharks are fish. They are in the water. It's they're they're based in water. They need to exist in water. They do not live in the sand. There is not going to be a land shark that's fucking swimming under the sand. See the little shark fin coming up above the sand. No, that's not real. That is not how sharks work. They live in the water and not in the sand. So Bath salts are a hell of a drug, by the way. 
Real life Dead Island. Yeah, yeah. Look, the oh, there's a dead fish joke in there somewhere that you know you put two and two together. Dead fish, sharks. I'm, I'll probably get in trouble for making that joke, but yeah, dead ass. That that was a that was the last time that I went to the beach was that situation. So. Yeah, the, the moral of this story here, the moral for this story in Reach for the Sky is what I would do if I were the lone survivor of a plane crash. I just want to make sure that the beauty product that I have with me is sunscreen. And that is what we learned tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you all tomorrow for a, yet another 90-minute bonus show. Bonus extra-long show. Hope you guys have a good evening. I will probably be playing some Team Fight Tactics on stream after the show, so stay tuned for that. Also... Check it out tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy.